you know, if you want a good program screwed up, you just let the bureaucracy get its hands on it. But Cafe Toronto, you know, this was brought in during the pandemic when we were all locked down like uh, hamsters in a cage. And uh, this was a way to let restaurants survive, or try to anyway. And since its launching, which had such promise, it's now become this expensive bureaucratic mess now mired in delays with restaurants that were involved with the program in the past problem-free now being rejected after waiting months for approval. So this would include my next guest, who just got their rejection letter. His name is Thomas Morana. Morana, owner of Barvolo and Biera Volo. I hope I'm saying that right, Thomas. I don't know what it is about your restaurant. I can never get the name right, so I hope I got it right. Yeah. Um, hi, Alex. Thanks for having me on the show. Um, uh, think of uh, pizzeria, but beeria. All right. You say it better than me. All right. Well, I, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't go out anymore. I'm just at that point in life. Let's talk about um, the tweet that you sent out because we spoke with you actually just a, a little while ago and you were waiting to hear about your application. You have had this program problem free. You had already been talking to the engineer. There's so many things you guys have to do to get this program. And, and you just got your rejection letter. Like we're talking almost mid-June. Yeah, I got a notice from the city councilor um, office that was helping me get approval for the patio. Um, you know, we applied in April. Um, we got a denial with the option to appeal in um, May, at the beginning of May. Um, last time I was on your show, mm. that's why, you know, I didn't disclose anything because yeah. we're in the appeal process. Um, you know, my city councilor was very supportive. They assured me that this was just, you know, a formality. Uh, and that we'd get our patio. There shouldn't be any issues since we had it in the past. And then I got a phone call yesterday uh, saying, uh, unfortunately, there's nothing we can do. Our hands are tied. Um, you won't get your patio this year. That's insane. Yeah. Like, it's uh, and insane. I don't, and I don't understand because our, there's no difference to our application this year. Um, it's the same application, the same number of seats, the same location as previous years. There hasn't been any changes to the surroundings of the building and the patio. Um, and the reason they told me it was denied was two things. Um, that the St. Nicholas Street, now it is a street, um, is defined as a laneway. And that laneway is not part of the Cafe TO program. Like laneways are not this year. And the second thing was that there weren't, there wasn't access for vehicles to drive by, specifically service vehicles like fire trucks, ambulances, uh, you know, uh, waste trucks. But um, which is odd because I've witnessed all these trucks in previous years go by. There's enough clearance for it. It was designed that mm -hmm. way. Um, and we and, and while the patios were open, we never got any complaints from the city, no issues regarding um, traffic being able to get by. So it's really odd that suddenly this has become an issue. So what does this mean? I mean, I don't buy any of their, I mean, obviously, if it worked for the last two or three years, it would work again. And if they really had the will to make it work, they would find a way, but they're not going to find a way. And so what are the costs? then? because I, I can't imagine that you're the only one getting this rejection letter. My head kind of goes to, okay, they've completely been swamped. They can't figure out how to do their job. They've let it uh, build up into delay. So they're just going to start going through the applications and stamping them, like, just, just make it go away. How much does this affect your bottom line? Yeah, I mean, yeah, so it's it's not just me, Alex. I was told that 11 businesses in my ward who had patios in previous years um, were denied this year. Um, I know friends of mine who are business owners that um, didn't even bother appealing uh, and just decided to opt out for a patio. And, um, I mean, the bottom line cost, I mean, it's, you know, uh, you're, it's loss of revenue, uh, you know, 50 seats, um, 
seven days a week, uh, four months in a year. Um, and so it, it's substantial, you know, we built this whole business around having a patio in the summer, the last couple of years, and this is definitely going to affect our bottom line, not to mention all of the patio furniture and equipment yeah. and, and previous renovation costs that we did. And it's in, you know, it, it, it's a large number, uh, and it's, it's substantial for a small business for sure. So does this mean you have no patio uh, accommodation this year? I, I don't, I don't know what this means. I mean, I, I, was left with no option. You know, I, I, I turned to just basically letting our customers know it's like, Hey, uh, we're not getting our patio this year. We've had it. Uh, we're really disappointed and it's unfortunate, Alex. I mean, I'm not sure if you've been to our patio, but you know, we're in a, a tourist destination area. We're on a cobblestone street. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. feels like you're in Europe. Um, you know, but then you realize, no, no, I'm in Toronto where you can't do anything. Yeah, I mean, there's pedestrians or cyclists. There's very little cars. Like after five o'clock, it's almost a ghost town. And so it just seems odd to me that, you know, none of my customers felt unsafe. And it's weird that the city wouldn't try to meet in the middle with me, like say, hey, this is the problems we're having. Would you be willing to adjust this so we can approve your patio? It was there was no negotiation. Um, so I, I find that surprising. Not, not to mention, I mean, telling you uh, what, like June 10th, when when this is such valuable. I mean, as soon as it gets warm, patios open at a restaurant. Like, and if they have to bring in a heating lamp and a blanket, it's like sit outside. Uh, you know, so it would have been nice if they said this like a month ago. But I have a feeling like they just they don't understand the urgency to a daily sales. They just don't get it. It's what's on them if you don't get your patio open until July? I mean, they don't care if you've missed half the summer. It's just Yeah, a- I mean, every day counts. I mean, we're in Toronto. We only have so many hot days in a year, right? And so we really need to maximize it. This program needs to start earlier, and the city really needs to understand how businesses operate. We cannot flip a patio yeah. on a dime's notice. We need time to hire. We need time to prepare. And I'll be honest with you, once you get your patio, it takes about a month yeah. to get your groove going, you know? So, well, you know, don't, don't say it's me telling. I would just, I, if I were a restaurant, I would just do it. Just do it. Let them yeah, ticket I me. Mean, I, I know I, I can't tell you that, but it's just, this city makes it almost impossible uh, for businesses to do business, especially small business. And when you guys are up against the wall with loans due from their closures and all the rest of it. I just find this completely unacceptable. So, And it's, it's, it's strange because these programs, these patios generate more taxes and income for the city. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we're paying for this, you know, we're paying to use city space. Um, you know, it's generating revenue, it's generating tourism. It's supposed to be a positive initiative and look how many applications uh, were denied this year. There's uh, far less uh, applications that went forward. And, uh, you know, these programs are important, not just for an emergency act, but just to be on a global stage and to compare your city to other cities like Europe, Montreal or New York. And look what they've done. You know, it looks great. Yeah. Well, we're, uh, oh, I got a nice, uh, Barvolo is an amazing patio. It's like being in Europe and their food's amazing. This city sucks and it's not world-class. Gina, <laughs> you got a fan in Gina. I think she kind of sums it up. You know, we're not world-class. <laughs> Gina's, Gina's our number one fan for sure. Okay. Well, there you go. She, she's very upset. Uh, we'll, we'll follow up and see what happens, but I'm very sorry to hear this. And I just, uh, I, I shake my head. So thank you very no, much. I appreciate yeah. you. I appreciate you creating a platform for, 
uh, our business, but also bringing light to the situation because it's not just us. Like no. we're very lucky. We're very lucky to be able to have this platform, but there's businesses all across the city that may not have this same voice that are struggling with the same issue. And I really think it needs to be revisited. They are more than welcome to uh, send us a note uh, and get me at uh, Alex. What's my email? Alex at 640toronto.com. I don't know what my email is. Anyway, if they want to get in touch, I'm happy. If it takes a group of you to shame them to do this, I'm happy to do that too. But uh, hopefully we'll get something out of this. Thomas, thank you. Thank you, Alex. Appreciate it. Have a nice day. That is uh, Thomas Morana. And if you are a a business in, in the same kind of situation... You know, numbers talk. And if you don't uh, kind of get your numbers up and start making noise, you're never going to solve this and and get anybody listening to you. So I'm happy to uh, make sure that you have a voice.